0: Welcome back listeners, this is Pulkit Garg, your host on VR Listening and today we are embarking on an exciting exploration into the future of wellness with insightful Siddharth Eskomar, a pharmacist turned astronomologist and a music therapist. As we dive into the wellness and aura economy, we will not only cover the untapped potential globally, particularly in India, but also support it with insights with compelling statistics shared by McKinsey and Global Wellness Institute and few other research papers that we studied. Uh, you know, Before we begin, Siddharth, why don't you share your own experience of the wellness industry?
1: Uh, so if I have to start with, I will begin with, uh, this is something which everyone says, in the next decade is going to be of India. I just add, humbly add one thing, in the next decade is going to be of Indian intellectual heritages, which combines the wellness economy. So the next decade we are going to see a number of companies, a number of players making significant impact on the world arena, leveraging the potential of intellectual heritage of India, be it Ayurveda, be it astrology, be it spirituality, be it natural healing practices, be it wellness tourism, or be it everything. Amazing. Uh, you know, so that
0: the wellness industry is currently valued at a very staggering number of 4.5 trillion dollars and Mackenzie projects that it is growing at an average annual growth rate of 5 percent to 10 percent making it at 8.5 trillion dollar economy by 2027 and they say that india is going to be 1 trillion dollar economy so out of 8.5 india is going to be contributing approximately around 1 trillion dollar to that uh, what factors, you know, make India this uh, part of this immense growth, and how can individuals or aspiring entrepreneurs in the Indian startup ecosystem tap this potential?
1: With due respect to the numbers uh, by McKinsey or GWI, I uh, personally see these numbers are uh, underrated. The simple reason is that uh, the wellness economy if we see globally are well scattered this is not something which will really be organized and when we think of it, any industry segment which is staggered which is uh say quite widespread the number slightly becomes lower on the side mm-hmm. i personally see also the growth to be much more higher at least double digit growth i'm going to expect the simple reason is that there are two reasons the countries like india and the other developing world are moving towards a genji economy or genji people with the dominance of them, they have purchasing power and they have awareness to go for the services. Second thing is that developed world like US and Japan are going moving towards genetic population and they have their own awareness needs and requirements. And this is going to be after a big long time when we will be able to divide the most part of the world into two different population zones having their own requirement and needs. And this will become an exponential growth trigger. Thirdly, which I see especially talking about India. Traditionally, Indian ecosystem has been a family-driven ecosystem where we used to have a family, friends and support groups, but so it was easier for a person to navigate them through their own life uh, downhills. But when we think it as going forward, since the families have become nuclear, the light downhills will need of external support, virtually giving an impetus to the mental counselling or the life coaching segment of this wellness economy, which will be a third growth category for the segment. So, virtually this numbers are going to be exponentially growing uh, because of the life habits that we have figured out.
0: Okay. Sirat, uh, we also talked about, you know, aura economy as we started this podcast. Can you help our listeners understand what exactly are we referring to with Aura economy?
1: Aura economy is something which is very less heard of, which is something very less leveraged in India. Aura, let us define, break it into two parts. What is Aura? Aura is an area, an individual energy field around a person or a non-living thing. To help the listeners understand, we visit a hospital, we visit a crematorium, Somehow we feel a bit saddened. You will agree to me, this you know? mm-hmm. whenever we visit a say, club or a desk or a party house, we feel elated. Why? The energy of that place has impacted. And, th- and we see someone, we feel happy. We see our crust, the eyes and the everything blushes out. When we see someone we don't like, we feel sad. So this is the aura is something an invisible area, invisible energy potential to impact. So the order economy leverages the product, which are designed to boost the positive order of a person and make them in equilibrium with the universe. When the products are diverse, it can be from a face care to a skin care, as simple as a lipstick, even as simple as a haircut. Haircut is something which I have personally, uh, is my hero product. So this is one product which I sell uh, a lot, to be honest enough. And what we call we call it. This is not what we call. This is something which is a very standard term in the western part of that that we call as a lunar phase haircutting or moon phase haircutting. And this is a hero product of us in India as well. And we have more demand in US and the other parts of the world as compared to the India for the same. So these are so there are going to be different products based on this aura. So this is, again, this is going to be a byproduct of the personalization. So we have personalized this the aura of the person. And it can be anything. So, that building onto this,
0: you know, I would like to understand that uh, as per my understanding and knowledge, the wellness industry can be broken down into two parts. One is the wellness industry, which is based on services, wellness services, and the other is a wellness industry that's based on the wellness products out there. Now, we can see that uh, you know with the research numbers that we have been able to derive from different uh, you know uh, research papers and insights from the internet uh it is an 8.5 trillion dollar economy that we're looking by 2027. how do you see both wellness services and wellness products coming together and probably giving it a much more you know uh, an accelerated boost beyond the growth rate of five percent ten percent probably Meeting the double digits growth that you are referring
1: to. Definitely, The products and services are going to be a hand in hand to each other. Mm -hmm. The simple reason is that whenever a person comes into picture into the natural healing sphere, the person will recommend a DIY DIY options. Also will recommend something which is a product, a physical product. It can be as simple as a sample or a lipstick or or a nail paint. Or it can be as big as, a supplement or so. So definitely, both are going to be hand in hand, and this is where the actual comes into picture. When we, when I look at the numbers, and when I, when I, why I call this numbers to be a bit, or say, conservative note, that I personally see that the numbers from the products are something which has not been tapped on, and I will give an example for that. If we imagine the number of market size of Ayurveda, uh five years or seven years before and today, the growth is something which has been. An exponential and it has beaten the estimates this is not something which has followed the estimate it has actually beaten the estimates and even the numbers are still yet promising so definitely the products and services will fuel to each other right now another thing is that if a product company or a service company are working in philosophy they are working in their own arena own fields with a different mindset however with the current collaboration uh, coming out of the picture, with the more uh, integration of approach, a service company venturing into product company, a product company venturing into a service company, or both celebrity together, will put more, uh, say, expansion to the metric.
0: Got it. And I you know, totally agree on, on this, uh, where if we can, or you know, somebody look, listening to this podcast, an aspiring entrepreneur in the natural healing space, can find a way to marry wellness services and wellness products, it's going to be a game changer. And I believe it's the need of the art. As we were talking about, you know, in one of the previous episodes, we discussed about personalization in this space or giving free consultations before a product is being, you know, bought. Uh, We, I guess we talked in the very first episode with you, Siddharth, you know, on the same lines. So I totally agree on this. If uh, somebody can find a way to bring that, strike that right balance between the two, it's going to be a game changer. Uh, One thing I would like to understand, Siddharth, in this is around the growth potential for the Indian market and the efforts being made by the Indian government. I have been seeing a lot of uh, grants being coming into picture, a lot of policy changes happening by the Indian government to support the growth in the natural modalities that that are originated in the Indian market. Uh, What are your thoughts on this and are there any... You know, policies coming into picture which the entrepreneurs or the individual youngsters should be aware of.
1: You Bill said uh, that the government grants are really getting aggressive. In fact, right now also, the Ministry of Ayush is running a, a, a startup company or a grant where they are uh, going for the innovative policies. And another thing is, it's not about grants. This is an industry where you can always build upon based on the customer revenue. Mm-hmm. Your customer funds are more than enough. Second thing is that this is something why I am very optimistic of India. You visit any part of India, you will have certain things which has a potential to be leveraged, to build upon or something. Today, when we think of, imagine of Risi case, imagine Risi case of 10 years before and Risi case of today, we see a lot of influx of tourists and the visitor specifically for yoga retreats. Yes. If we go to down south, we see people visiting for aroma therapies we, we see visiting for say uh, wellness resorts this yeah. is uh, I can think this is wellness another area which is, which quite often get uh, that just to uh, see that I was recently reading somewhere there are many people who are opting to do a, a travel just to help their own post just to help and whether it be, be it a spiritual tour whether it's a yoga tour or a meditation tour this is where the actual uh, thing is going to come into picture so, definitely government is aggressive, but at the same time, the government will also have to, uh, right now the policies are focused on the, uh the corporates of the companies. However, what we need to think as a country, we will have to say a kind of identify cities uh, in coordination with the state governments and the central government, which has the potential of a wellness tourism, and how supported infrastructure can be uh, built upon. I will tell you a very practical situation. I was conducting a retreat uh, somewhere in Uttarakhand and the complete mobile network was down. And you cannot predict every eventuality. Unfortunately, one of the participants, uh, she had a food poisoning, she was uh, an fat, and she had a food poisoning and we had to uh, arrange the resources to send her back physically to be able to do that. The simple is when the connectivity is weak. So at the end, we will have to figure out that infrastructure. Food. If we are able to put the infrastructure first around the wellness hotspots, like what we have done, like what the government has done, like Effigets for the IT growth. So, this is the time to build wellness economy zones in those hotspots. And this is boom boom. Both your product and both your... Second thing is that still a majority of India lives in Bharat. When we think of an order of product, say for example, if a company is building a product from a plant, Plant will, be, plant will not be manufactured in a, in a lab, it will be grown on earth, on a soil. That means the indirect revolution impact on a large farmer base. So this is something like farmer education, like the seeds, the grants for those, the insurance for those crops, fixing the MSP, so this this is, this is not a subject of a, say, a company, this is subject of a government. So this is virtually the is high time for the Ministry of Ayush to expand its will. So I, if I am at the place of the government, at this point of time, it is essential to expand this or expand the Ministry of Health and include in how we can leverage this. How we can, the Ministry of Tourism, the Ministry of Infrastructure need to come together, have a political consultation, in how this wellness economy, zone you know, WEZ, I can... My word can be grown out, and this has a potential to revolutionise the Indian economy. At least by 500 to 600 billion dollar, if policy decisions support it.
0: Uh, You know, I could not agree more with you. There is, it's high time that you know government identifies these wellness economy zones, and these needs to be set up. Uh, As far as I'm aware, I've heard that Uttarakhand government is working around setting up similar they are working and Uttarakhand government is very active on this particular front as well. Uh, But you know, you have given me an idea, I'm not sure how to articulate it, but probably to one of the listeners who could work on this, there's a huge potential where you can enable the farmers in the industry who are growing the required herbs and shrubs of the natural nature who which have their principles and implementations in the natural healing industries, be it for medicine or any form of cure or healing purposes and help them connect with the end consumers. If that sort of, you know, network or nexus, any so individual I can, can build.
1: One, one more thing which I can think of uh, is that all these wellness products and retreats right now do not have an insurance support. Mm-hmm. Do not have a support from anyone. If the government or IRDA comes into picture or a company comes into picture, which somehow is able to reimburse it or somehow able to tax incentivize it. Say, for example, I will tell you a very practical example. When the government of India introduced uh, that tax of preventive health checkup, the preventive health checkup are actually gone up. I know there will be people who might misuse that. But I will tell you, to use the economy, will have to. Bringing the a thought that people expect and this can be a great idea for say a, a new insurance company as well to experience and there are some there are a couple of companies they especially employee health segment corporate health segment where they are uh, covering those kind of uh, wellness experiences as well so if it comes to an open general public it's going to be again a great growth driver both from the company perspective and also from the perspective of completing
0: uh, you know, Siddharth, so I would like to uh, echo with this with a response where we have been trying to find a connect in an insurance industry for last four years where we can work out on two fronts. One, what you just mentioned, where the reimbursements can be enabled. So, we recently had a customer whose policy had this, uh, you know, uh, opportunity where he can get reimbursement for his Ayurvedic treatments. And that was the only reason he went for a detox program at one of our centers and was a much needed program for him. So that's one place where we have been looking for collaboration in the second place is To enable and empower your consumers at the end with preventive healthcare checkups coming to picture or extending yoga courses or, you know, meditation courses, insurance companies can actually bring down the claims. Uh, which they have to reimburse or give back to the consumers as part of the medication. Very true. So very true. Very true. Probably, if insurance companies and idea can you know pick up this, the insurance companies' revenues could skyrocket if they just start actually taking care of their consumers instead of just you know uh, becoming money-making machine.
1: Very true. Very true. Because this is something, if I talk about the uh, insurance companies, they give annual health checkups, they start adding that as the annual wellness packages as well, which helps the preventive well-being. That is going to be win-win for both of them.
0: Yes, yes, totally, totally. I totally believe in this, that uh, insurance companies are doing a really great work in this area where they are supporting a lot of consumers who are not able to, you know, arrange that cash at the moment of emergency. But if they can, you know, also add this vertical, it would take their overall brand image as well as revenues to the next level. Those are my thoughts. Let's conclude by understanding the global scenario of the wellness industry and where actually does India stand in that global landscape.
1: When I talk about India as a global landscape, I begin with the conversation that the next decade is going to be the wellness. So if India has to become a say $5 trillion or $6 trillion economy, next say five years or so, the wellness can be that growth rise. Because right now, uh, even if we see the last couple of years, the last five or seven years, there are many influence on the yoga. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. people are visiting India for the yoga purposes. And when we brand it as a solution, and similarly, we see the Ayurveda export. the Ayurveda exports is also rising. So definitely, India is well prepared poised to capture this wellness economy or an aura economy. Uh, with both hands, provided that we play our moves at the right point of time before it's late. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I would just like to add
0: one follow-up question to this. Uh, you know, I have seen this trend happening in India where a lot of us Indians don't accept the things that are native to us. But once they go outside India and come back in a very westernized manner, We go gaga over it. Uh, Even when it was about yoga or Ayurveda or any other Indian originated modality. uh, I know of a lot of international brands, they pick up their raw materials from Kerala, various farms in Kerala or other parts of India. They take back to their respective manufacturing units in international locations. They would just add the required essences to it. And bring back, and we Indians are ready to pay thousands for it. Where we are not ready to pay hundreds to a farmer for it. How can this particular mindset be changed, and we Indians become vocal, for, you know, vocal for our
1: local products? There are two things, sir. In fact, two or three things associated to this. The first thing is that I was advocating previously that as your industry, we will have to bring in regulations that can help us to give a confidence to the user. You say for example if i am going to today buy a mobile phone i have a isi mark which will certify your CE mark if this, my product has a say, a say sar in control so something kind of ecosystem that can be built for all the natural healing modalities that will give a natural impact Second next thing which i feel there is a lot of uh, say uh, stigma stigma of feeling uh, inferior so this is a more of a perception this is where the industry players will have to come together like a trade body or like a something kind of that because uh feel free to add if i'm missing i don't see a wellness focused the industry body like if we are, if i go for into imi or other industry bodies there are many but if i talk about wellness as a natural healing as an industry body it's not if we come together under one umbrella as industry body and do some or say educational campaign like amfi does for the mutual funds it can be going to be a great booster for the complete segment so it is more of a perception game Third thing is that why we are accepting that question that there the are two things. The perception becomes hey, it will be good. Second thing is that they are not simply sending them most of the instances. What they have done is that they have put through it a rigorous data processor and have brought out some numbers. Like mm-hmm. for example, if I talk about uh, especially transcendental meditation, so this is where we have a lot of guidelines in AHA and ACAs uh, in US which have actually done retrospective studies and combined with that. And we as a country could not do it, or we didn't focus on doing it. All. So the, the simple thought is that we will have to make wellness economy process driven, not the people driven. When it becomes a process driven by our own uh, say evidences by our own aspect, we go quite long from here. On. Got it.
0: I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, most of the points that we discussed, I really echo with the setting up of, you know, wellness zones within India, wellness economy zones to be put out over here. Uh, So listeners, if you have any thoughts around the discussion that Ayan Siddharth had around wellness and aura economy, and wherever you feel we can be of support to you, or you would like to share your insights on this platform, and, you know, help our listeners become more aware about things we are more than happy to you know host you or discuss with you so thanks a lot Siddharth for coming on our platform and spreading the awareness about natural healing thank you